for new days, new ways, but new phrase, that's, that's battles. How many of you know, uh, uh, it's not always the easiest thing in life. There's, uh, there's, how many of you never realized in your spiritual journey and just in life, there is opposition. How many of you in 2018 have had some spiritual opposition in your life, some battles that you go through, some challenges in life? How many of you have faced some obstacles in life and you go, man, I'm glad 2018's over. Well, I got some news for you today. Uh, Hey, God has some new ways, some new days, but also there are new battles. There are new phrase. Uh, And so we're looking at Joshua and, you know, the children of Israel are going into after 40 years of wandering in the wilderness, they're going into the promised land. Somebody say the promised land. Hey, look at your neighbor and say, God has some promised land for all of us. Amen. And it's not just in the sweet by and by, you know, I'm on my way to heaven. How about you? And I want to tell you, you'll realize in heaven, man, earth was a bummer uh, when you get to heaven. But I got some news for you. I came with some news today that God wants to move us into his promise and provision, not just in eternity, but in the here and now. In 2019, God has some new days, some new ways, and some new phrase for you, but he has promises for you, and he wants to bless you and increase the fruit of your ground and move Move you into the destiny of God for your life. And if I need to keep going that way till you smile, uh, I will. But somebody, make sure somebody's smiling around. Say, man, I'm excited about the future. Amen. Whoo. Good to see Salome here today or Sally. I told her this morning when she walks in, if I'm not smiling, I'm smiling. And if I'm smiling, I smile a little bigger when she walks in the door. Uh, and so I'm happy today about God's uh, destiny and vision for our life. And so there are new days, there are new ways, but, uh, but we, we've got to get some things. And last week I gave you the little principle about these new days and these new ways. There are some things we have to get before we can go. Now you need to understand this. This is true in every area of, our, of your life. Let me say it a new way or another way. There's some things we must possess before we can proceed. That's a principle of life. This morning, that principle kicked in for you. When you got to church, there, before you could proceed in your journey to church, there were some things you had to possess. Car keys, Bible, you get the principle. In our spiritual journey, there's some things, if we're going to move into our new days and our new ways and be able to be victorious with the new phrase, the new battles and struggles, there's some things we need to get a hold of in our life before we can get going. How many of you got that in your head and heart right now? If you don't get that, we need to start over and I'll play the tape from last week. But there's some things we've got to get and we look into our new days and new ways. And if you go into the, the journey that God has for you unprepared, uh, uh, you've got to, hey, you're in trouble. Last week we talked about some things you got to get over. If you're going to get into the promised land, there's some things you got to get over. Joshua had to get over the loss of Moses. Everyone say Moses. He had to get over it. And Joshua 1, God led him through it. Joshua had to get over the loss of Moses. And we talked about the fact that losses, if we're not careful, can cause us to lose our focus. They can cause us to lose our footing and they can cause us to lose our faith. We don't want to demean the loss. But let me tell you something. If you're going to move into the new day and the new way and be victorious over the new battles and the phrase that that, that you and I will face in 2019... 
we got to get over some things. Look at your neighbor and smile and say, you got to get over it. And that was last week. Oh, I wish you were here if you weren't here. And then we talked about there's some things you got to get right. You know, you can't, you, hey, there's some things you got to get right. Parents, have you ever, before you sent your kids off to school or whatever, there's some things in them you had to get right? Any kids that, when they get up from, from uh, sleeping, uh, staying awake too long and they don't want to get out of bed, uh, you have to, there's some things you're going to have to get, you're going to get that attitude straight. Right? Before you go anywhere else, you got to get some things right. Oh, evangelist told me one time when I was under the conviction of God, he said, you better get right or you're going to get left. He wasn't talking about my left and right arm. How many of you know there's some things you got to get right? And the children of Israel, uh, Joshua told them, he said, sanctify yourselves because we're moving into our new day and our new way. Some things we got to get right. Listen, you can't do the same old same thing and expect a different result from God. There's some things that need to change. There's some things we need to get over. There's some things we need to get right. And this morning, here we go. If we're going to move into our new days and our new ways and be victorious over the new phrase and move into the provision and the promise of God for our life, as you're turning to Joshua, if you haven't, there's some things we have to get together. I want you to look in verse 10. After God began to deal with Joshua and encourage him, and that was last week. And if you missed last week, you can go to our website and either watch it or listen to it, Church on the Rock North, uh, and and it's there, or our Facebook page, uh, and you can look at last week. But look in verse 10. After after God uh, rallied Joshua to the cause and got him back on the firm footing and got him back in focus and got his, his faith moving right, it says in verse 10, Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people saying, pass through the camp and command the people saying, prepare provisions for yourselves. Everyone say, prepare provisions for yourselves. What's he saying? He's saying there's some things you better get before you go. Are you with me? Beverly and I got in the car the other day and we were going somewhere. And that little light came on, low fuel. I mean, what was that thing telling us? There's some things you better get before you go. As quick as you can, you better get that or you won't be going. You won't be arriving. You will not be possessing if you'd, uh, you, pardon me, you will, you will not be proceeding unless you start possessing some things. And that's what Joshua told the people. There's some things you got to get together. Hey, have you ever found yourself totally unprepared for the future? How many of you said, I do, and then the next morning you realize, I was totally unprepared for this? <laughs> you got what you wanted, but you didn't want what you got. Or whatever the case, you, 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 you get a new job, and you, you fast-talked your way into a new job, and you get in there, and you start seeing what it's all about, and you say, man, I am totally unprepared for this. I wish I had prepared for the journey. I wish I had prepared for my safe arrival. And that's why Joshua told the children of Israel, he said, man, there's some things you better get. You better prepare provisions for yourselves. There are times in all of our lives 
Listen to me. When we look at our future, we look at the new days, the new ways, and even the new phrase, and we go, I am not prepared for this. And we suffer because of it. Our lack of preparation, our lack of readiness. We think we can just stumble into the promises of God. We think we can just stumble into the uh, the promised land and just live life our way and do it, you know, que sera, sera, you know, just fly by the seat of our pants and arrive into the destiny of God. No, we must be prepared. We've got to prepare provisions for ourselves. You see, we look at our future. How many of you know, gosh, we all, I have drink, you know, I'm 63, so I better get some things together, uh, you know, about, you know, but we look at our lives and I want to be prepared financially, right? We look at our, our world and around us, we want to be prepared with the right relationships in our life to arrive at God's best for our life. We want to be prepared spiritually and educationally. You know, uh, hey, there's so many times I felt unprepared. I moved into full-time ministry and I said to them, I'd get up and smile and nod and I'd be preaching. I'd go, I am totally unprepared for them. I hope they can't, I hope they don't notice. And so that's where we are this morning. In fact, when you think of the new fray, the new battle, let me just say, how many of you have experienced some real conflict, spiritual conflict in your life, some, some trauma and trouble in 2018 or maybe even right now? Let me, let me just say, you better get prepared for the new fray. If you're always looking back and licking your wounds over the past, you won't be ready for the future. I'm going to throw this at you this morning. Let me make this statement to you until you look at me and go, what in the world is he talking about? Here, let me make this statement. Listen up. Are you ready? The horses are coming. Everybody say, the horses are coming. Jeremiah 12 verse 5 says this. If you have run with the footman, and they have wearied you, how will you contend with the horses? If you ran with the footman and they wearied you, how are you going to contend with the horses? And hey, the principle is this. If 2018 wore you down and knocked the wind out of your sail and knocked you off course and, 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 and knocked you out of God's best for your life and you're sporting a toot against God and everybody else as you move in 2010 and you're looking at 2010 and you're going, oh man, that's just terrible. I hope 2019 is, who oh, that just wore, I hope I don't, hey, hey, if 2019 wearied you, what are you going to do with 2000, pardon me, 2018 wearied you? What are you going to do with the, the battles and the new trouble and the new trauma that will 2019 will bring? Because I came to tell you, I don't want to be, I don't want to depress you today. I want to prepare you today. The horses are coming. I can hear the, 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 the faint gallop of trouble and trauma in America. And even in the church and in our lives, and we must be prepared not only for the grapes and the blessings of... Uh, how many of you know they walked into the promised land, but there were still enemies in the promised land? There was still trouble in the promised land. Look at your neighbor and say, the horses are coming. What I came to tell you today is you better get some things together. My mama used to tell me, you better get your act together. And other people told me in ways that I can't repeat. 
We don't say those things in church. Well, some of you do, but I don't. And that's what we see in this passage of Scripture. And so this morning, quickly, and at the close of this, I'm going to tell you about some new days and new ways that are coming to Church on the Rock North quickly. And in fact, I don't have my, I don't have, barely bring that phone to me so I can at least kind of watch the time a little bit. Thank you. You know, you, you know, you know those story, you know what it means when a preacher looks at his watch? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Y'all thought that was funny. Kind of scared you a little bit, but I want to give you what I'll call from, from Joshua here. Some sevenfold provision for all of us and for our future, for the new days and the new ways that we all have to possess before we proceed. The first one is this, just like Joshua, we have to take possession of the proclaimed promises of God in our life. If you go back and you read Joshua chapter 1, what was, what was God doing with Joshua? He was reminding him of the already proclaimed promises of God over the children of Israel and over his life. Listen, you and I, listen carefully. If you're going to be victorious in the days ahead, if you and I are going to move into our new day and our new way, we got to trust and believe in and rely. We got to get a hold of the promise of God over our life. And God, and, and, and just quickly, because I, I want to move through this pretty, God promised the children of Israel provision. Chapter 1, verse 2 through 4, he said this, verse 3, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you. Not I will give you, I've already given. Listen, there's some things God's already given us. We got to get there. We got to put our feet to the, got to put our shoulder to the plow, put our feet to the path of God's purpose for the line, for our life. Verse four, the wilder, from the wilderness of Lebanon and this great river and on and on and on. Uh, I've given this to you. I'm providing for you. Listen to me carefully. Don't look at God in 2019 and say, I wonder if he's going to take care of me. You got to get a hold of the promise of God. If you're lining up with the prom, the provisions to the promise, you say, God is going to take good care of me in 2019. God. God is going to provide for me. He promised me he would provide. I'm going to line up with the conditions to that provision. Number two, God wanted Joshua and the children of Israel to take possession of the promise of protection. He'll protect us. Verse five, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. God promised not only provision, but protection. And then number three, he promised a supernatural, uh, pre his presence. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. Listen, as you move into the new day and the new way you may have question marks anybody ever have question marks you look into your future even now man i wonder how it's going to turn out well if you keep if you get get a hold of the presence of god in your life and you keep yourself and your life and your family embraced in the arms of god and his presence and provision and protection in your life he will lead you come on now through the valley of the shadow of death, he'll lead you into that promised possession. And then I love this last one, the, pro the, the promise of prosperity in the journey. Look at, look at this verse in verse 8. He says this, 
The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. May observe all you do according that is written in it, for then you will make your way what? And you will have what? Good success. Listen, listen, arriving into the destiny of God, getting into the new days and the new ways and being victorious over the new phrase that you face is a, it's a team effort between you and your family and the power and the presence of God and the people of faith around you. And as you and I take a hold of God's word for our life and take, and, and take off into the destiny of God, I love this. It doesn't say God will make you pr- prosperous. It says when you get a hold of the word of God and you begin to obey my word, you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Give somebody a high five and say, I like that right there. Amen. In other words, it's a team effort here. If you're sitting at home twiddling your fingers in 2019 and expecting to move into the prosperity of God, you got another thing coming. We got to get some stuff to look at your name and say, we better get our act together. There's some things we got to get together and we've got to take possession of the provision of God's proclaimed promises. Number two, God made uh, sure that uh, Joshua uh, took possession of the strength and the courage of God. He said two or three times, be strong and of a good courage. Everybody say it, be strong and of a good courage. Look in verse seven, only be strong and of a good courage. Verse nine, be strong and of a good courage. Don't be afraid. Listen to me, the new days, the new ways. Oh, there's lions and tigers and bears. Oh my. Now we've got the strength of God. He's strong God. He's mighty God. Somebody say he's mighty God. He can back up a river in your behalf. Whatever you need, we need to take possession. Listen, before we move in and possess the land, we better possess the strength and the courage of God to face our new days, face our new ways, and face our new ways, and our, pardon me, our new phrase with strength and courage. Amen. Look at your neighbor in great faith and tell him, we need courage. We really do. The third one is this. The third uh, of the sevenfold provisions I'm sharing with you today is not only the provision of God's proclaimed promises and his strength and courage, but we need to take possession uh, of the promise of God's written word and its power in our life. You look at verse 8. He says, man, don't let this book of the law depart from your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night. You shall do to obs- uh, you sh- that you may observe to do according to the, all that is written in it. Listen, if you got your Bible, or your phone that is has a Bible in it, hold it up and say, this is the word of the Lord. This is not the word of some, some uh, uh, people. and It's not just a history book. It's the word of the Lord. It's the God's word to our life and it will transform your life. It will heal your life. In fact, the Bible says in, in, uh, in Psalms, it's like a lamp unto our feet and a light into our path. Listen, if we're going to possess the promises of God, we better possess the power and the understanding and the guidance and the direction of the word of the Lord in our life. Amen. Do I have to read the Bible? You get to read the Bible. Do you have to study the Bible? No, you, let me just say it this way. You better read the Bible. You better study the Bible. It's like going into battle with no weapon. See, I could preach all day right there, but I'll move on. These are provi- these are things we got to possess before we can proceed. 
It's the promise and the provision of God's proclaimed promises, uh, the provision of his strength and courage, the provision of his written word. And then number four, I think, the provision of the chosen people of God. Now, follow me quickly, and I just, I just want to just say this. Hey, listen, that we are not alone in this journey. This is a group effort. This is a corporate. Hey, we're in church today. Look around and say, good to have you in church. We are the people of God. Let me just show you. Joshua 1, 7. Look what it says. Only be strong and observe it. Uh, listen, uh, yeah, is it Joshua? Joshua 1, 2. That's what I wanted to say. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan. You and all this people. Everybody say, all this people. In other words, this is not your journey. It's our journey. It's the people's journey. We're going together. Look at your neighbor and say, we're better together. Man, if you're a solo saint, if you're a secret agent and you just, uh, you know, hey, I, hey I'm, I'm not sure about this church thing. Listen, we're better together. Understand me when I tell you there's some things about 2019 you will never understand. You will never be victorious over. You will never be able to conquer and be able to apply in your life without other people in your life going with you on the journey. I got three people believe that. The rest of you, I'll pray for you. By the way, it's good to see you, Jan Christopher. You're part of the people. Look in Joshua 3.1. Let me show you this. This is just a few. Joshua 3.1. Then Joshua rose early in the morning and they set out from the Acacia Grove and came to the Jordan and he and all the children of Israel and they lodged there. Not just he, not just a few, but the people. Everybody say the people. Listen, we got to take possession of the understanding that we're better together and we need one another and we're going together and obtaining the promise and the provision of God together. Look at Joshua 4.1. And it came to pass. This is after they crossed over. They came to pass when all the people, everybody say all the people, when all the people had completely crossed over the Jordan. It's about the people. It's not just about you. God has a bigger picture. Look in chapter 5, verse 1. So it was that when all the kings of the Amorites were on the west side of the Jordan, all the kings of the Canaanites who were by the sea heard that the Lord had dried up the waters of the Jordan from before, pardon me, before the children of Israel until we had crossed over and their hearts melted and there was no spirit in them any longer because of the children of Israel. Not because of Joshua, not because of just their... It's because they were all... Uh, hey, the enemies were dumbfounded and concerned and fearful because of the people. Are you with me? We better get that. That's some, that's some things you better get before you go. It's the importance of other people in our lives. The ports of the family of faith. Here's another one, another provision that we got to uh, begin to possess before we can proceed. It's the authoritative command of God in our life. How many of you know God is our authority? Most people look at God like he's your sugar daddy. Come on now, I'm honest now. We go live life like we want, and then we want sugar daddy to show up and bail us out of our messes. Am I any, am, am I even close to right here? I mean, come on now. That's the way we look at God. Hey God, how come you didn't do this? Hey God, why aren't you helping me here? Hey God, why don't we just say, Hey God, what do you want me to do? Because I'm under the authority of you and I'm ready to obey the command of God. 
Yay! Hey, listen, look at this. Joshua 1.7. Go back. Joshua 1.7. Look what, only be strong and of a good courage uh, that you may observe to do all according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. You see, the word of the Lord and the directive of God over our life is, is not God's divine suggestion. It's His divine command over our life. Look in chat, verse 9 of the same, Have I not commanded you? You see, to be strong and have, a, have good courage is not an option. It's the command of God upon our life. Look at your neighbor. Come on, I like to... If for some of you who are visitors here, don't freak out. I've been doing this for years. Look at your neighbor and say, Hey, be strong and have a good courage. Be strong. That's a command of God. It's not this, well, if you feel okay about it and, if, you know, if, if, if you don't feel right about it, well, uh, that's okay, but it would really be nice if you might consider the, 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 the courage and the strength of the Lord. I don't want to upset your apple cart here at all, but no, it's the command of God. Are you with me? Look in verse 10. Then Joshua, what did he do? Commanded the officers of the people. He was operating under the authoritative command of God in his life. Look in, uh, look in verse oh, 16 through 18. Look how they responded. Man, this is every preacher's dream right here. Uh, it says this. So they answered Joshua saying, all that you command us, we will do. Wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we heeded Moses in all things, which they didn't, but they thought they did. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's not not the truth that counts is what people believe. Okay. Uh, the, he said, so as we heeded all the things of Moses, so we will heed you. Only the Lord, your God be with you as he was with Moses. And oh, I love this, man. They put, they put themselves on the chopping block. Whoever rebels against your command and does not heed your words and all that you command him shall be put to death. Only Joshua be strong and of a good courage. Man, that wouldn't build a church, would it? We're going to do this under the command of God. And if you don't do it, we're going to off you. How many of you are glad you live in the New Testament? But what I'm saying to you, they were operating under the authority of the command of God. Here's another one that you and I must possess in our life. If we're going to proceed into the destiny of God for our life, it's not only the authoritative command of God, but it's the presence and the power of Almighty God in our life. We have at our disposal the presence of God and the power of God to go before us. Read Joshua 3. The, the, the Ark of the Covenant went before them, which was the manifest presence of God. If you're with me this morning, raise your hands. I'm with you, preacher. I just know, okay, I'll keep going because I got some things to say this morning. And, and he said, keep your eye on the presence of God. And you know what happened? You know what happened when the priests and the Ark of the Covenant put their feet into the River Jordan? I'm telling you, the power of God began to go to work. And he'll do this for us. The river started rumbling and the Bible says, you know, that it started backing up and the river backed up. I'm telling you, it parted and it says it went way back because you got a million plus people got to cross over the Jordan. We got to need it. We need a highway here. And it not only backed up, it dried up. And, and, and what I'm telling you is the supernatural power of God took them from where they were to where God had for them to be. They had to trust that. Whew, you better take possession of that promise. And then finally, 
some of the vitally necessary provision that you and I must possess. Let me rehearse the proclaimed promises, the strength and courage of God, the proclaimed promises of God, the written word of God, the chosen people of God, the authoritative command of God, and the presence and power of God. We got to begin to possess that in our soul, in our being, and then it'll help us begin to proceed. And then finally, we must possess and get a hold of God's prophetic plan for our lives and for our church. God has a plan and a strategy to accomplish His kingdom purposes. And though all God was taking care of these children of Israel, how many of you know God had a bigger plan in mind? His plan was not just to bless the children. Most people think that's all God's here to do is bless the children. No, God was putting together His prophetic plan and, and all of this had to do with God's ultimate kingdom purpose of His kingdom coming and His will being done on planet earth and for people to be born again and set free and saved and healed and delivered. Are you with me? Say amen. And even when you study this, how many of you know they didn't, they didn't cross over haphazardly, did they? They were under some directive and plan. They didn't uh, uh, approach Jericho haphazardly, did they? It wasn't ever man for himself. Now, here's what, you know, this is my divine imagination. You know, a, a lesser people might go, ooh, it's a promised land. I'm going to get a head start and stake my claim. I'm going to get that real nice part down by the river. Woo, and I'm going to go get me, myself, and I. No, they crossed over. Here's one of the first things all the men were faced with. Hey, by the way, uh, let's all take all the men who hadn't been circumcised. We're going to circumcise all the men. All the men said, amen. No, they said that later. Amen. No. There was, there was directive involved. There was plan and strategy involved. They marched around the city strategically and everybody had to have the right stuff. They had to have their, they had to have their act together for goodness sake. They didn't walk in there going, hey, what's going on here? Where's Nintendo? Oh, it's not Nintendo anymore. It's Xbox or what? You know, where's the internet? No, they, they were under the prophetic plan of God for their life. And Beverly and I and our family and those that we have interacted with over the years, people that have come along with us, it's always been our desire to follow the presence of God and the plan of God for our lives and for our churches to do that as well. How many of you want to be in the will of God? And so Beverly and I, you know, I'll be sick. Do y'all realize I'm married to an older woman? She's 63. Not bad for 63, right? Come on. I look at myself, I go, I look like 73. And we've been here doing this for well over 20 years. And for the last couple of three years, we've been realizing that we, it is moving into the season of some level of transition in our life. Not knowing how that looked, not knowing what would transpire. We just prayed. We talked with our family. We've talked with over the last couple of years with our elders about our future and about the church's future. 
uh, and just began to pray. And as you know, last year about this time, we began to kick Agua resources in, in gear, and we had a great banquet in February. We got another one coming up, uh, and we're, we're focusing on that more and more. But at the same time, we began to realize how, can, you know, what about Church on the Rock North, and what, what's God's plan? What's His prophetic plan for us? Now, let me just stop and put the pause button. Beverly and I aren't going anywhere. I'm excited. Somebody asked me that one day. I said, man, my grandkids are here. God would have to jerk me up and haul me off. Man, grandparenting changes things. <laughs> We're not going anywhere. I don't have a new assignment as far as leaving this place. So we're not going anywhere. But let me tell you what we are going to do that we've been uh, working on behind the scenes. It's been going on a little over a month. You may or may not know a young man by the name of Kyle Trahan. Kyle Trahan uh, pastors Church on the Rock South. Uh, and it's been there, I think, six years, Ray, seven years. Uh, and uh, Kyle is a great young man. He's married to a beautiful young lady. In fact, uh, did we have their picture? Let me show you. They're a blended family, Jessica uh, and Kyle. Uh, and that, that picture doesn't do them justice, uh, but uh, they're a wonderful family. You'd grow a church just with those folks. But here's what's going to happen. Really, actually, the, our, our actual uh, blended, we're going to be a blended family. February 10th. Everybody say February 10th. February 10th, the North and the South are coming together. And we're going to blend our two churches together. And we've been working behind the scenes uh, with details and plans and strategy and prayer. Uh, and we're excited about it. And, and I want you to be excited about it too. And, and just like me and just like my wife, uh, and let me, t I'll tell you how it happened in just a few moments. Uh, but we looked at our, at our world and looked at this opportunity. And this verse came to mind in Joshua chapter three about keeping your eye on the presence of God. Uh, you better keep your eye on the ark because that you may know the, the way by which you must go for you have not passed this way before. So we looked at this opportunity and we realized we've never passed this way before. We've got to figure out how this works, how this would look. And our children are coming in. Come on in, kids. Uh, come on in, workers. Uh, I appreciate you so much. I got a little head of the game. Welcome our kids back to church. Come on in. Thank you. So come on up here, Joshua. Uh, Josiah. I said Joshua. That's funny. Ty and all the kids find Oh, yeah, he meant, he's a, he's a literalist in obedience. <laughs> Love y'all. Y'all go sit down. Thank you. Amen. That's funny. Uh, so, uh, I wanted all the kids to be here, all the workers to be here. So let me tell you how, how this all came about. Uh, Kyle is pa pastoring in groves and he has a facility down there. A number of months ago, he began to get the, the, and let me back up and just say about Kyle. He's been a long-term, faithful, uh, committed connection with Pastor Ron Hammonds who birthed this church and who birthed, through Kyle, Church on the Rock South. So uh, just a little bit about Kyle. If Pastor Ron told him, I need you to go to Botswana and, and uh, serve as a janitor in the church, he'd, be say, he'd say, well, when do you want me to leave? He's a very faithful, 
committed part of Church on the Rock. And so uh, I want you to know that. He, and so I'm getting to know him better now, of course. But a number of months ago, he began to realize under the hand of God and the directive of God, he's a prayer warrior. He prays all the time. He, he puts me to shame. In fact, one of his big things, we just need to start having every night prayer and fasting sessions. And I went, well, uh, you do that, brother. Amen. And he's doing it. So you better get ready. Anyway. So uh, he began to realize God's telling me to leave where I'm at and not, not leave the church family, but take his church out of the, the, the Groves area and find a, a new place that uh, was more conducive to growth and expansion. And he just, he said, all I knew, he told Pastor Ron this, all I know is I can't stay here. God wants me to move, wants our church to move. So he began to look for that. He found some places, and it just nothing was hitting. And then finally, Pastor Ron said, you might want to talk to Pastor Sam. Because he thought about coming to Beaumont, and he thought, I don't know if I want That's not right. Pastor Sam's here, and I don't want to be, look competitive with him. And But I just know I gotta, I, I, I gotta, we got to move. And so, uh, so with that in mind, he called me a little, probably oh, it's way before Christmas, probably the first, maybe between Thanksgiving and Christmas, somewhere in there. And we began to talk. And began to realize, and I began to realize, you know, we might could blend these two families. And he got really excited. Uh, and uh, I got a little nervous. How does this look? How does this work? And what does God? And so long story short, uh, with, uh, with after meeting with our elders, not only Josh and Laura and Jim and Trish, but Randy and Emmy, who pastor uh, our Church on the Rock South. Uh, after uh, all our family came together, uh, speaking of the Weirs, the, the, the Trevinos, and even Nathan and us on our Christmas holidays, we all came together. Uh, pastor Ron, Pastor Sonny, everybody who's anybody in my world, we began to discuss this and pray about this. And together we all realize this really is God's prophetic plan. And so uh, I was so thrilled over the holidays to get all my, my kids. They just said, we believe thumbs up, okay? Uh, and uh, all Jim and Trish and, and uh, Randy and Emmy, Pastor Ron, and everyone says this, we believe. Pastor Sonny, you may or may not know him, we believe this is God's plan. Everybody say amen. Now, before I give you any more details, let me just tell you what I need from you. Our leadership team needs from you. My family needs from you. Kyle, Trahan, and Jessica and their church family, which is somewhere around 50, 60 people. I, I really, their big challenge that most of them are down there. They're going to have to drive here, okay? And, and, and they're ready to go. They've already been, he made the announcement last week. And, and so they're, they're rip snorting ready to go and we're getting together. But here's what I need from you. I need you to realize that you're about to meet a whole bunch of new family people. Amen. And you got to love them like you love me. You got to love Kyle. Let me just tell you about Kyle and Jeff. They are not like us. Is he, Ray? He's not like me. All right. And he's so glad that I'm not like him. 
and he's excited about. They're a pretty young church when I when I. They're demographic. They're you know uh, some middle aged, mostly younger folks, and we're thrilled about coming together. Uh, and so you you got to choose to love them. Now here's how you can love them without knowing them. Because number one, Pastor Ron loves them and knows them, and Beverly and I and our family and Josh has known known Kyle pretty well for years. Uh, and so you can begin to love them and get to know them more because we have a, a system and a, this is not a stranger to our Church on the Rock organization, not a stranger to this area. And so we want you to know them and love them and, and be committed. Here's what I'm going to ask you even before I give you any plans. I'm going to ask you right now, you know what, in, this trans, in these new days, these new ways, I'm going to be committed to this for at least a year. I'm not going to even think, even if something about it just kind of grinds on me, and I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will me, me too, as we come together uh, and we begin to blend two churches and we take our worship teams and blend them together. We take our children's ministry and blend them together. And let me hear, here's one of the things. Kyle Trahan says, listen, the one thing we have to do, we have to resurrect a youth ministry if we're going to do anything for the kingdom of God. And so he's chomping at the old proverbial bit. And let me tell you something, and Pastor Ron told me this even before we started. He said, you will not have a problem with Kyle Trahan working this thing and bringing forth fruit and harvest and increase. And I believe that to be true. So so I just want you right now, you know, let me tell you what we don't do. We don't vote on these things. It's not a vote. It's the plan of God. Amen? You look at the old, they didn't get together and say, we're going to see if Josh was uh, uh, good enough to be Moses' right-hand man. All in favor say, I, we don't do that here. All right? So so, so get that uh, here, get that out. Well, I got to see how he, pre, uh, get, well, I need, no, 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 no. No, here's what we're going to do for the next year. We're going to trust the Lord. We're going to trust the people of God. Are you with me? Say amen. We're going to trust this journey. We, hey, we've never been this way before. We haven't been this way before. But hey, we're going, to, we're going to get the new days, the new ways, and we're going to move forward into the destiny of God for our life. So here we go. Let me give you a couple of dates uh, just for you to, and there are probably some of them. And then uh, uh, number one, uh, let me see. Here we go. January 30th. It's a Wednesday night. It's your first chance to meet your new family. It's just a fellowship. It's a, it's a covered dish supper. Hey, and if you're not here, I'm going to have a... You better tell me you can't be here because a, how many of you know a lack of presence communicates something? And I don't want to have to... Can I just be honest with you? I don't have to say, well, you know, uh, I want you to meet these people because they're really great people. I don't know why they're not here. I want you to be, we need to be here for that night to begin to meet and fellowship and, and, and just have fun together. It's family. It's going to be a great time. We're going to eat together and then we're going to just all gather up family, kids and everybody around here. And we're just going to talk and share and pray about our new day. Okay. Everyone say February 30th. No, January 30th. Pardon me. January 30th. And, and then just for people who are volunteers, uh, and work in any way, serve in any way. Uh, that next Wednesday night, February 6th, is a volunteer's vision gathering. So if you volunteer 
on any in any level, children, youth, sound, you'll be getting a letter and some info about that meeting, but it's a vol- it's we're just the volunteers, people who are working and serving in any way. All of their volunteers will be here, uh, our volunteers. Now, behind the scenes, worship team will be working together, okay? But even this next week and other behind the scenes, things that have to fit together, we're gonna begin, children's ministries will begin to fit behind the scenes, but, but this volunteer vision gathering. It's just where we gather together is all the volunteers from both churches and just catch the vision afresh and anew. Uh, in fact, tonight even, uh, our elders are meeting together with their some of their leaders even tonight. Uh, we've already done that once uh, and we're doing that tonight. That's just elders and some of their key leaders are meeting tonight. But then, drum roll please. February 10th, everyone say February 10th. That's when two families come together and we just begin this process. And um, now here's our goal. When we come together, it's 10 weeks till Easter. Can you believe after February 10th? And that's really our focal point to work together in those next 10 weeks to use Easter, which is the easiest Sunday to get people to church that there is on planet Earth. And we're going to have an Easter outreach effort and emphasis and together. Everybody say we're better together. See, here's the reason we're doing this is because we believe we're better together, that we can be, we can do better uh, than we can apart. We can reach more people together than we can apart. And so we're better. So we're coming together. And really it's not, it's not for the sake of you and me and them and theirs. It's for the sake of those who have yet to even walk through the door. We believe there's a greater harvest and that we'll be able to make a greater impact in this community than ever before. Are you with me? Say amen. And so that's February 10th. And, and, and OMG, you better change your schedule if you're planning to be at, hey, by the way, Super Bowl will have been over with. All right? And who cares anyway? The Cowboys didn't make it. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I didn't cry too much last night. But February 10th. We'll, we'll, we'll come early, eat donuts, drink coffee, and celebrate our new uh, blended family and, and our, our new blended worship team will lead us in worship. Uh, and, and by the way, all the, let me just say, I got a professional musician here now. He's looking around. <laughs> Justin, he's a band, still a band director, right? Okay. Are musicians kind of fickle people? <laughs> yeah. He laughed. Okay. We all know it. And so I told, and, and neither one of our, our worship teams have a, have a bona fide worship leader. Everybody's kind of been, and, and uh, Kyle's been working with his. And so, so all of our, if you, if you want to pray and fast about anything, pray and fast about that because they're going to have to really work together and figure this thing out. Uh, and, and, and I think it'll work great. And so it's going to be wonderful. Uh, and so we're excited about it. But behind the scenes, we're working. And by the way, there's a couple of cleaning days, work days on the calendar. Uh, listen, we can't let this new family show up and see all the junk we've piled up in every room that we're not using. So we need help cleaning it up. And it's February 19th, by the way. That's one to put on your calendar, 9 to noon. 
Uh, what now? January. I keep saying February. January 19th. Is, we got two. So all those things, we need your help. We're going to get ready for a great celebration together. And we're going to, and when we come together, we're going to spend time getting to know each other. And we're going to, in fact, during that 10 weeks, uh, here, let me just tell you how this is going to work. For the next 10 weeks, after that, we have a series called, uh, something, I think it's, uh, uh, Living Like Jesus. And I'll preach a week, Kyle will preach a week. I'll preach a week, Kyle will preach a week. We already got this all figured out. And we get to Easter Sunday, okay, and we hit the ground running. Let me tell you, for, for me and for us, uh, at some point this year, we will begin to recognize and officially recognize Kyle Trahan as what we're going to call the lead pastor of Church on the Rock North. And Pastor Sam and Beverly will take a role of support and help and and counsel and advice. And our goal and our dream, and just for me personally and for our, is to do everything we can to help Pastor Kyle be successful. And we will hold up his hands. And we're not going anywhere. And we're going to get along and we're going to have fun in the journey. And you're going to love it. And you're going to look around and you're going to say, who, not only who are all these new people, but as we get through Easter, you're going, look what the Lord has done. Whew. Amen. So with that being said, that's where we're headed. Okay. And you'll begin after, even after today, begin to be, be, uh, uh, somewhat inundated, especially if you're a part of a team with information and, and directive about how we begin this process of blending the two together uh, and, and on every level. I mean, every level. There's some glorious things that I'm going to be delivered from. Hallelujah. There's some things better. I mean, we're excited uh, uh, to just become more and more of a support and a and a strength and and a, maybe if on any level a father figure and a, some gray hair. I got plenty of that uh, uh, to to be a be a cheerleader and a supporter uh, and 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 because we realize we're better together. Everybody say we're better together. So there you go, Josh. You like that? Amen. Uh, Trish, I know Jim's not here. He's probably watching right there. He likes it. Oh, God, he likes it. We all like it. Our family likes it. Uh, and so uh, will it be challenging? Sure. How many of you know blended families are a challenge? And how many of you realize in a blended family, nobody can step up to the plate, oh, I'm in charge here, and I'm fixing to knock heads. Anybody here from a blended family? Was it a challenge? Of course it's a challenge. Same way with, with church. And so here's what we do. We this All the more reason, Beverly and I, our schedules have been kind of hectic. Uh, not he That's a bad word. Challenging, uh, uh, busy. And so this week we're putting our shoulder to the plow on a few things, and we're going to really begin to pray and fast and on different levels. And I ask you to do that. Begin to pray for you, new church family. You know what I did with Kyle? I sent him our updated mailing list, and and he has your name, and he's calling your names out to God. Amen.
Now, let me just say this. I think this is a cool thing to do today. We're going to pray. It's 1157. If you're here today and you're not a member of Church on the Rock North, what a great time to get on board. What a great time to say, ooh, I like new days and new ways. I like the fact that we're very potentially going to double in size in one Sunday. I like the fact that we're going to get some momentum. I like the fact that we don't have to hear Pastor Sam preach every Sunday morning. Oh, I hope that's not the case. I like the fact that we got a fresh vision and dream and momentum building all around us, okay? And so if you're searching for a place to plug in and get involved, this would be awesome. It'd be a great time. So I want you to pray about that. In fact, today, at the close of this service, if you believe this, if God is leading you to be a part of this Church on the Rock family and this greater vision of new days and new ways, at the close of this service, Josh will be here. Uh, my wife will be around. Trish will be around. Uh, we'll pray with you and just invite you into the family of faith, get some information from you, and, and we, can, we can go on this journey together. Amen? Because, hey, let me go back to this right here. There's some things you and I better possess before we proceed. And if you think, listen, I am sold on the local church. If you think, let me just be old and cranky for a minute. If you think you can find God's best for your life and be victorious in life without the, without the family of faith and the committed connection with the family of faith, you, my friend, are sadly mistaken. I can't say it any more clear. It's not because I believe it only. It's because I've experienced it truly. And fortunately, all three of my kids, two of which are here with their families and grandkids, serving the Lord, not because O.P. Sam and Beverly were such dynamic parents, but because of our committed connection to the family of faith. And I promise you, we need each other. Everybody say we need one another. So there you go. If that's you, you would like to make a connection and a commitment. I'm so appreciative, appreciative of all you being here. Some could not be here because of a journey. Uh, in fact, uh, uh, Phil and Dora in, are in, in uh, uh, Corpus Christi and uh, Jeremy and Dana are in Oklahoma. They were in a wedding up there. And, uh, and of course, Michael Barrow is uh, dealing with his grandma and things like that. Some people could not be here. And so uh, if you interact with it, <coughs> any of them, and, and again, we'll be, we'll be now communicating what I just communicated with you more publicly uh, and, and uh, beginning to lay that vision out so people that weren't here can understand, and I hope we're still Facebook Live, and so that'll be the case as well. Everybody love the Lord. Say amen. amen. All right, let's stand together, and we're going to pray together. Amen. And I want you to do something. You may be a guest here. You may be. You may be I want you to take somebody by the hand because you say, well, I don't feel comfortable holding hands. Well, I didn't feel comfortable telling you what I just told you, but I'd hold your hand any day. Not there. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Gid. I appreciate it. Amen. Anybody want to come hold this hand? All right, here we go. There we go. There we go. Let's do it like that. Let's pray together. Father, today we thank you for 
for new days and new ways. Lord, we thank you for your direction in our life, your prophetic plan unfolding. Lord, today we pray for Church on the Rock South and Pastor Kyle and Jessica and their family. We bless them. We pray for them. Lord, we ask you, Lord God, to just empower them and equip them, encourage them. And Lord, we pray for this family as we prepare the blending of two wonderful families of faith into one. We pray, Lord, this transition and this merging together, Lord, would be under the unction and inspiration of the Holy Ghost. And Lord, we commit to love and care and trust and believe and pray over our future today. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that in the days before us, not only will we be able to come together as one, but other people who are lost and without Christ will begin to hear the voice of God speaking to them to link up with the word of the Lord and the vision of Church on the Rock North. We thank you for it today. We give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. Now, as we close today, again.